0: Storytelling is as old as time itself. Stories run through the lifeblood of humankind. But stories are forgotten as they're passed from generation to generation. My goal with this podcast is to prevent that from happening. To stop these stories from getting lost in the sands of time. I'm David Swiduck, and you're listening to Faded Words. Welcome back friends, we're going to jump into this week's story in just a moment like usual, but first just our quick reminder that if you want to support Faded Words and AIC Stories and help keep these stories from fading away, consider sharing Faded Words and AIC Stories with your favorite story loving friends wherever you hang out. I'd love it if you guys joined us. Now, to keep up with all the fun happening at AIC Stories and Faded Words, visit aicpod.com or just give us a follow at AIC Stories on social media everywhere. And as I've mentioned before, I have created the official AIC Stories Discord server, so feel free to come join us as we celebrate good books, good stories, and good times. Now, in that Discord, you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff going on. All kinds of great conversation on everything from uh, TV and movies and novels and short stories and comic books and what people are reading, what they're recommending, and naturally discussion about the episodes of both Faded Words and Mystery Minnesota. Oh, and you know me, memes are always welcome. So what do you say we get to today's story? Compatible by Richard R. Smith George stood by the fireplace, his features twisted into a grimace. It's hell, I tell you. Hell! A living hell! I sipped my drink and tried to think of a subtle way to change the subject. I didn't like to hear a person's personal problems, and every time I visited George, he invariably complained about Helen. If it had been anyone else, I might have thought it wasn't entirely Helen's fault, but George and I had been roommates in college, and I knew him like a brother. He was a person who got along with almost everyone. Intelligent, easygoing, and likable. He lifted his glass and glared at me as if I were the guilty party. She's a worrywart, he
1: continued. A hypochondriac, a neurotic, an escapist, and a communist.
0: He studied the ceiling thoughtfully. And sometimes, I think she's a little crazy." I tried to calm him. Don't worry about it. If things get worse, get a divorce. Divorce? Ha! She wouldn't give me a divorce if… The door opened. Helen smiled half-heartedly, her pale face quickly resuming its unhappy expression, as if it tired her facial muscles when she smiled. Hello, Ed. Nice to see you again. Hello, Helen. I glanced at George and noticed he had closed his eyes as if the sight of his wife was unbearable. His lower lip was white where he gripped it with his teeth and I silently hoped he wouldn't draw blood. Helen sank into a chair and raised her skirt to reveal her right leg. Did George tell you about my legs? She inquired. She stroked the leg affectionately. Arthritis. George grafted a new one on for me. Feels ten times better. My face blanched. The idea of replacing body parts from banks didn't nauseate me. If a man is in an automobile accident and loses an arm and that arm can be replaced, I think that's marvelous. What sickened me were the people who actually enjoyed having a part of their body replaced with a part from a criminal or a corpse. Uh, No. I sat down. My knees were weak. I felt short of breath. George. didn't tell me i she interrupted with details of the operation the details and list of her other ailments lasted half an hour during which george drank steadily and i waited for a lull so i could glance at my watch and say something about being late for an appointment i saw george several times during the next few weeks never at his house i didn't visit him on my own initiative because helen as i had seen during my last visit had passed from the stage of being unpleasant, and reached the stage of being unbearable. I didn't want to be around her or listen to her, and George must have realized my feelings because he didn't invite me to his house for some time. But both of us had a habit of stopping at a club on the outskirts of town, and we met there often. Each time we met, George complained. Each time, he seemed to drink more and complain more. I worried about his job, he was a surgeon, one of the best, and a surgeon needs good nerves and steady hands when he performs delicate operations. I urged him to get a divorce, but he said he didn't want one.
1: I love Helen,
0: he said one time.
1: Well, I don't exactly love Helen, but I love her body. It's like the old saying about marrying a girl because she's pretty is like picking a rose by looking at the stem. We're all different, you know, and we all have different tastes when I first saw Helen, well, she's just right for me. To me, she looks as good as Marilyn Monroe looks to the average man. I like having her around, I'd be lost without her, but at the same time, she's changed so damn much, she makes me sick."
0: And there it was. He still wanted Helen, but she had changed into a personality that he hated. Over a period of years, she had changed into a morbid hypochondriac, an unpleasant woman who enjoyed, more than anything else, such things as having one of her legs replaced and sampling the latest pills and drugs. George said he had tried to get her to see a psychiatrist, but she refused, and you can't have a person committed to a mental institution because they have an unpleasant personality. It seemed as if there was no solution to this problem. Then. Late one evening, I received a phone call from George. Come over and have a few drinks, he said. We'll have a party. Helen's changed. You should see her. I was interested in his problem, so I went. Helen greeted me at the door, and I had the surprise of my life. At one time, she had been beautiful, but she had faded during the past few years. By staying indoors, she had grown pale, listless. As her personality changed, it had also changed her features and her eyes had developed a sleepy, lifeless look and deep lines had formed on her face. But the Helen who greeted me that night was not like that. Her face had a healthy flush, her eyes sparkled and she seemed vibrant, bubbling, just like the Helen I had known so long ago. George and I had a good time that night. He laughed and joked for the first time in months. We drank and talked, played chess, and then drank and talked some more. Every now and then, Helen would float by, a gorgeous creature, laughing at George's jokes, mixing our drinks, and smiling at George as if he were the most wonderful man in the world. When I couldn't bear it any longer, I whispered, What happened? George drained his glass and shouted across the room, Come here, Helen! She came. George said, Promise not to tell anyone, it's very important. I couldn't imagine his reason for asking me that, but I said, I promise. Well, George
1: explained, I can't take all the credit. I'm a fairly good surgeon, but Lucas had the hardest job. We did it together. Do you know Lucas? He's an electrical engineer, a
0: genius. He designed that electronic calculator at- Show him, Helen interrupted. Show him! She was giggling, laughing, almost jumping up and down with joy. I thought, she's her old self again, cheerful, bubbling over. George said, I finally realized what she needed more than anything else. He raised Helen's soft brown hair and opened a small panel in the back of her head. In the recess was a maze of tubes and electrical wiring. She needed a new head, George said. That was Compatible by Richard R. Smith. Now, I hope you guys like that one. I know I say that every week, and, and I wanted to give you guys a little shorter story this week because let's face it, I know the last couple episodes of Faded Words, they were a long one, but it was such a fun, fun time, a fun story doing the Dunwich Horror by HP Lovecraft that I figured, you know what? I'm gonna give you guys something kind of light something kind of easy and fun with a nice dark little twist at the end so um that again was compatible by richard r smith now this was originally published uh in the fantastic universe magazine back in august of 1958 crazy to think this this author richard r smith he's envisioned envisioning in this super short story this world where not only are they replacing limbs by essentially chopping them off of corpses and criminals and everything else. And then sticking them on other people Frankenstein style and, and apparently having it work perfectly. But he goes so far as to replace the head on his wife. Uh, he's so unhappy in his marriage. It's it's ridiculous when you think about it. He basically made himself a living, breathing, android wife. You know, and it's it's kind of crazy to think that we've seen these kinds of things in sci-fi since then thinking of, you know, Star Trek had the androids, we've seen uh, different aspects of this showing up even in horror movies and in uh, suspense movies like Aliens and, and things like that where we had the android people on the ships and I don't know, it just really kind of fascinated me I know this was a nice short story getting in and out and so, like I said before, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, I love the, uh, the little twist and the The way that in such a short story, we were able to get so much from this and and really kind of tell you this complete story in such a small amount of time while also leaving you wanting more and wanting to know more about this world potentially. So anyways, if you guys want to hear more, be sure to come back next episode or visit the archives to satisfy your story loving needs. There's tons of different stories in there, and I'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening here with AIC Stories. Now, like I've told you before, if you subscribe to AIC Stories in your podcast app, you're gonna get all the great AIC Stories content in one convenient place that includes all the stories we're doing here on faded words it includes the original fiction i'm putting out there on mystery minnesota and a couple brand new and top secret projects uh coming up in the next year in the next you know amount of time we've got to let mystery minnesota run its course first so enough of the rambling if you want to hear more stories the bottom line is simple visit aicpod.com or check out AIC stories in the podcast app of your choice you'll find it either place you can listen in either place and while you're there at the website if you do jump over there make sure and hit the link and subscribe and jump into the discord uh, official AIC stories discord server as well I'd love to have you join us we can get into some good conversations and you can ask me any questions you want about any of the episodes and stories and all that kind of stuff as well as just chat about books we're reading movies we've seen all that kind of fun stuff so With no further ado, I'm going to get out of here. Keep this nice and short. Faded Words is an AIC Stories production produced and narrated by David Swiduck, with original stories credited to the public domain. I'll be back soon with another story, and I hope to see you then. But until then, take care, read more stories, and thank you for helping to keep these stories alive. As always, I'm David Swiduck, and this is Faded Words.